What's up, guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Just thought I'd uh, do a podcast now that I am back, um, back in Belfast. Actually, um, I know I hadn't totally decided um, the plan, and um, well, actually, I, I kind of had like I, I was going to stay and flag, um, and then like what changed my mind is just I wasn't really sure. Kept waking up and not really knowing what to do and. You know, a part of me just could not be bothered with the travel home. Um, you know, I couldn't really be bothered on Sunday for obvious reasons. I was just tired. And um, I think when a, there's a couple of things happens when a marathon, everyone that listens and has ran a marathon will understand this. For for months and, you know, for some people longer, you've trained for this event. And, and when it's over, <laughs> there's like a little hangover phase where you're just like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and I guess like that kicks in almost right away. And even when you, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I was listening to a podcast, um, really like this podcast, by the way. So if you're into podcasts, um, I was sent a podcast a long time ago from a friend of mine, Steve Watma from, um, Manchester. Um, and basically the podcast is, um, <clears throat> don't tell me the score. I think it's a BBC four podcast, maybe. Um, and, and, and it's really good. Um, and so I was listening to a pod, and it's all different kind of sports stars. And I think I've recommended it before. Anyway, I was listening to a podcast on Stephen Hendry. Um, oh, ambulance is coming and I don't know where to get it. Oh, he's going to go up the outside. So I don't have to do anything. So yeah, Stephen Hendry, I was listening to and, and it was really interesting on exactly what I was just talking about. This little hangover phase. Stephen Hendry talks about when he's, you know, training for a like a big a big competition and and he and he loves it and he's super into it and everything's awesome and and then when you lift the trophy he said it's almost like anticlimactic and and I swear to God it's the same for me like I I remember after Dublin just sitting back in the hotel room like like well, what do I do now <laughs> and and when you're so driven to like be successful and achieve goals and and it's actually the it's actually the process which you know i really enjoy and is is my like favorite part of the whole the whole bit you know like the the scene after where you've achieved your success and you know all the adulation and all the congratulations it's it's not it's nice and and nice is such a horrible word to describe something. It's pretty fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I I really appreciate all the messages and all the um well dones and the family. How proud my family are. And and let me tell you, like I my mom messaged me after and she said well done and she told me my dad was in tears. I'd like the fact that her, his son had just you know qualified for like the Olympics and and that's that's huge. You know, absolutely huge. You've no idea who you're inspiring, who you're making proud, all things like this. But um, the the part that I enjoy most is the the journey The you know, I complained all week about my body, but, you know, that's that's the kind of shit that I love when, when it's not going the way you want it to. And you have to you have to figure it out, you know, almost on the spot. You need to figure out a way to make this still happen, make it still work. Um, and so, yeah, there's this little hangover phase after and and Stephen Hendry talked about it on this podcast, you know, like, um, like almost like lifting the trophy and and a sense of like anti anti climax because, like his his favorite part was the journey, was the whole drive and and all that kind of a thing. So, 
Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So I, I kept waking up and I kept thinking, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay in America? Do I want to come home? And, and I know that after like five, six weeks up in Flagstaff, it tends to be enough for me. So I had already done four. And if I did two more, I was kind of worried that when it got to the point where I was supposed to kind of be back in full training, I'd want to go home at that point. And obviously, I don't want that to be the case. So it was kind of perfect timing. It, it was a good time to just get home and and you know I've just been able to go see my family and now I'm driving to the sports institute to get some physio and there's a lot of perks um so yeah it's 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 great um happy happy to be home it, it's I you know I'll get to meet up with guys that I've like I've trained with in the past when I'm at home and and that's always good fun and um yeah it's it's uh I, I found something else out about the Olympics I I was reading on Twitter um that you know, uh, a journalist had written to World Athletics. They asked them what would happen if 80 people had, like, if, if 80 people is the max, what if, like, 100 qualify with, like, automatic qualifying marks? And World Athletics did say they'll bring everybody. Um, so that's a massive step in the right direction. Um, you know, after my last podcast, there was a lot of uncertainties. Um, so the only the only thing stopping me from going to the Olympics now which would be really annoying, not annoying, yes, very fucking annoying, actually, would be two other Irish people or three or four or more Irish people qualifying and me not getting selected. Um, I don't know that a selection policy has been released. If there has, I must read it. Um, Obviously, Ireland doesn't have a selection race, which is annoying because at the end of the day, I, I believe I'm a racer. Under any circumstances, you know, I'm given a day and I'm really good at this. You're given a day. Everybody has to show up on that day and give their best, you know, and I think I'm good at that. I think I've got good at that. Like I'm becoming a very consistent racer in marathons and and also a consistent trainer. So if you look at my last four years, there's just been so much consistency. And like with every year, I've got better. Um, And every year I've ran a PB and I can already say that about 2020 which is crazy given how well I ran at Dublin. Do you have already ran a PB in 2020? So, um, yeah, it, it would be frustrating if that, if that was the situation, if another couple of Irish guys did hit a time and um, maybe Ireland just decided to take times into consideration. Um, but good thing I'm doing Boston because, you know, it gives me another opportunity to um, go out there and perform. And, and hopefully, you know, that would then eventually get you the nod. Um, if what I already have done wasn't good enough for whatever reason. So at least it's another step in the right direction. Um, and like I say, now it's just fingers crossed and um, like try to see if, you know, if other Irish guys do um, perform, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I'm not one to not want people to perform. Let me tell you, um, that that's not the situation at all. Um, in that regard, it would not be personal about anybody. Like, but of course, I'd be delighted if, if that was the case. Like, you know, uh, God, it's the Olympics. You know, who wouldn't be? I'm not going to sit here and be the man that tries to tell you that, oh, I'd be delighted for Ireland if <laughs> two other people did go and, you know, or three other people did go and got faster times than me. Maybe next year they inspire me to be better, but just maybe not this year. <laughs> or maybe like May 20th after the qualifying window. Um, and I'm sure you all understand that. Um, so yeah, no, today's the first little bit of physio that I'm going to get. 
Um, my, my body doesn't feel too bad. Don't know if I'm happy about that or not. Like, I'm happy about it because it's cool that I get to, like, crack on. But, you know, I, I kind of wanted to be sore for a week just so I could be, like, I could bathe in my own fatigue and, and be really happy that I did that and I, I pushed hard enough to achieve that fatigue. Um, but there's no doubt about how hard I pushed. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. I I, I really did give that um, absolutely everything I've got. Um, my body just seemingly handles marathon running quite well and it always has you know I was talking to Alan Story last night and we we were talking about the the different types of talent and obviously one of my talents is four years ago I hadn't ran in eight months and my first run was a 13 mile run on a Sunday and I think I averaged like 628 or 630 pace or something per mile around Richmond Park which is pretty hilly um and I was I think I was 30 something pounds heavier than what I had normally been as a runner and then I went and ran 80 mile my first week back training and you know I didn't get hurt and that 80 mile was backed up with like or maybe it was like 65 mile and then week two was like 75 and week three was like 85 I can't remember off the top of my head but basically after the 65 mile week I just did more and more and more until I was at 105 and and not many people can do that, you know, like, you know, I took eight months off and I didn't run and I gained 30 odd pounds and played rugby. Um, I was carrying heaps of muscle that I didn't need. And so talent comes in many different forms. And I'm, I'm assuming that's one of my talents is that resilience. And, you know, the, the only marathon I've really struggled after was Houston last year when I went the wrong way and, you know, jacked up my hamstrings. Um god for three weeks my hamstrings were in tatters um but i'll run tonight um i think i i'm gonna go do a run at six o'clock and meet a bunch of guys which will be quite fun um believe it or not i i don't you know i i told you i it's it's nice to get the congratulations and i i don't really know how to accept it you know like i'm not very good with like everybody you know saying well done and I'm kind of just like, hey, <laughs> thank you. Um, and but you know, you do inspire people, and and so it's all it's all part of it. Um, another reason why I came home is um, a show called the Six O'clock Show. I think it's Virgin Media Ireland. I'm assuming um, next Thursday night, I'm going to be on their live show from six o'clock to seven o'clock i believe um which is <laughs> i'm laughing because it's just really funny um yeah so if you if anybody wants to tune in and watch that next thursday um i'll be on there i'm hoping my hair will grow a little bit in the next week because i'm really starting to regret the fact that i shaved it off um i i had grown heaps of hair for myself i don't my hair my hair is a slow grower now i have to say <laughs> um but I, I was, I had had, a, I had a good old head of hair coming, um, and then I don't know. I, I shave my head when I think I'm starting to get, I, I'm gonna say a bit weak. When I start to like, I, I do it because I don't care, and I do it because I like to be in that position. You know, I like to be in a position where I'm like, you don't always have to like care about your looks. There, I say. Um, but then that's you. You can't really. You, <laughs> I, I say that, right? I say, oh, I shave my head because I don't care about my looks, but then I just wear a hat. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, 
but yeah, I, I when it makes me it makes me feel tough. You know, I shave it all off and I get the razor and I take it down to a zero and I feel like a wee bit of a hard man for about 20 minutes and then I probably regret it. Um, but yeah, I did it. I think I did it going into Houston because you know my my injuries were bothering me and my hamstring and my doctor and I was just letting it all consume me and I wasn't I wasn't remembering that I'm a fucking animal. And it doesn't matter what goes wrong, I'll deal with it, and I'll deal with it as best I can. And then if the result doesn't go the way I want it, I'll deal with that too. And that's what you forget. Race week, you forget all this. You forget that you're a fucking animal, and you forget that you can deal with whatever's thrown at you. And you have done for four years now. Um, so I was just being a little bit of a, like a bit of a pussy, maybe. So I just thought, fuck it, I'll shave my head off, and that'll, that'll change everything. And then I just regretted doing that. Um, so yeah, hopefully in the next week my hair grows a bit, and then when I go on this show, I'll have a wee bit of hair, you know. Um, but yeah, that'll be good fun. Uh, you know, I, I I think I'm like there. I say I'm not. I mean, I've never been on a live TV show, but I I think I'm a bit of a natural when it comes to speaking, and and you know, when you're just telling an honest story about yourself, it's really not difficult, you know. And and I'm an expert in what I do. And I think you gain that expert status, you know, when you, you take yourself from not running to, like, you know, you're going to be an Olympian or, or within sight of being an Olympian. As it stands right now, I'm going to be an Olympian. Um, I think you I think you uh, you achieve that expert status when that becomes the case. Now, I know I'm surrounded by thousands of experts in Ireland here, but, you know, you're still in a company of few. Um or at least a lot of people that think they're experts. Um, so it's easy enough for me to sit on a talk show and talk. Um, I just hope I don't get attacked with a couple of, you know, body shots, like a couple of little sneaky comments where I have to, <laughs> like, I don't know, be embarrassed on television. But I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think it's a very supportive um, supportive interview. So, no, it's, it's a really fun time. Um, I, I just can't wait to get stuck back in. Hash shouted at me yesterday because I was messaging, uh, messaging him about like um, which half marathon to do because I'm a bit concerned about world half that it's only three weeks before Boston. I think, I think it, it's risky in general to do that much travel before a half or before a half in general. And then it's quite a lot of travel to do before... Um, you know, Boston would be three weeks later. Now, I do have to say, I'm getting better at travel, and it helps that I get to go in these snazzy lounges and eat and drink and, um, like, fluids, not alcohol. Um, although I did have quite a bit of alcohol on the way home. Um, <coughs> a few too many whiskeys, as per usual. But there was no throwing up this time, so clearly someone has mastered discipline. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, so, yeah, we'll see. But when I told him, he was like, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know you know the way you're taking a week off. Can you let your brain rest for a week too? <laughs> and I thought that was quite funny. So good old Haas stepping in there just to look after me. Um, and, and that's, again, you know, I've, I've, I've not really said enough about Haas. Um, that's the role Haas plays. Um, he's a really good guy, a really, really good guy. And, you know, I've met his family, and it's really um, – it's really interesting to see, and, and it's really obvious to me why Haas is such a good guy. You know, he's, he's, he's in a very loving family, and um, I'm not saying you can't be a good person if that's not the case, but I, I think it, 
it just it's you know sometimes when people are that nice people can think it's like fake or, or things like this and when people help people out that much but it's not a fake bone in Hass's body you know he's just a he's just a, a great bloke and and likes to help people and um uh, he needs to be careful like <laughs> you know I, I i think as irish people we're quite um i i don't know what the word would be it's not like i, I just think like you know i i think when you're too nice to lots of people you end up getting like people just fuck you over a little bit don't they well that's what i i guess that's maybe i'm defensive on that and and so when you know i i i always worry that like yes he's really nice and he's going to be nice but i hope that you know in return people don't just take advantage of that um and that's kind of the world we live in a little bit, isn't it? Where nice doesn't always get by, but um, he's been he's been so good to me. And um, it's funny, not that long ago, I think it was after, it wasn't last year, so it was 2018. At the end of 2018, I emailed Haas and I, I told him I didn't want him to be my coach anymore. And um, I, I thought I wanted to do my own thing and I thought I wanted to, you know, set my own training and, 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 you know, I, I sent this long, long email and, and he just responded and said, like, you know, he was sorry to hear that. And um, if there's anything, you know, this explains the guy. His response was, if there's if there's anything I can do for you, if you, you know, if you still want to come to flag, like, let me know. And what a guy, like, you know what I mean? I just, and I, I had a couple of weeks to myself and, and I realized I'd made a mistake. And, and it, it wasn't that, like, I did want the influence my training more. I, I have a huge excitement about that i like setting training I, I like setting my own training i get excited about some of the stuff i read and and then some of the sessions that i think could really help and make me better but i i have this tendency to push people away and so i don't know what had went on between me and Haas, but all of a sudden instead of sitting down and having a conversation with him and saying hey you know i'd like to have a little more input in my training i just basically said oh this isn't going to work i need to do it by myself so see you later um, and so I apologized and, you know, I, I told him that, like, like I'm sorry and, and don't, it's not personal. It's just me being me. You didn't do anything wrong. I ran five, five or six personal bests in 2018, I think it was, you know, and so I'm sure it was a shock for him to open that email. And, um, and so I apologized and I said, like, you know, like, I, I, I know it's not fair, but, you know, I might do this again in the future. And, and I, and it's hard to say that to someone, but, when you know yourself and you know who you are and you know what you're like, that's what I had to tell him. I was like, but if I do, just, just you know, give me a couple of weeks and I'll be okay. Like, it's just, every, nobody's perfect. And my, my imperfection sometimes is running away. You know, I used to run away. I haven't done it since that day, like now, to be fair. But I used to just run away and take a bit of time to myself. And then I'd be like, you're an absolute idiot. You know, apologize and, and <laughs> ask him to take you back. <laughs> um but Haas plays a big role, like, you know, he, he impacts the day-to-day -day training, he, he drives me to day-to-day -day training, and, you know, I live in the guy's house, and um, I, 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 fucking hell, I've rarely paid rent, um, and I, I don't, I don't do that lightly, but, you know, when I didn't have the visa, which I now have, so, you know, the situation's different now, but I wasn't always making money, and I didn't always have the visa, and so every three months, I used to have to book long-haul travel home and um, I also had to pay for the visa when I come home it costs me nearly a thousand pound to book an Airbnb etc etc and so it wasn't like done lightly it wasn't like greed oh my god I'm getting free rent here like and all this money's just building up in my bank account that wasn't the case at all um, 
but it, it has got the situation now where like you know I do have the visa and and but that doesn't like it, it doesn't has has been an absolute rock for um the best part of four years now like um he he supports me when I have I, I'm really good when everything's going well but I'm massively critical of myself when it's not going well and and you know I, I told you guys after Doha that I wanted to retire and he just he just kind of says well if that's what you want to do well you know like I, I don't want to like tell you not to it's it's a really tough sport and I can understand it but he was like but if all my athletes that didn't do well at the world champs quit you know I, I wouldn't have many athletes left and it was such a nice way to put it um and I was hammered I had about five pints down my throat and these pints are eight and a half percent and I was just sitting there like I wanted to fight the world type thing because I was so disappointed with Doha and I remember just opening that text and just thinking kind of fucking pisses me off that he makes a really good point but but he does um so yeah no guys home for a little bit wanted to give Haas a bit of credit there um a lot of credit actually um anyone that knows me I think what was said about me a long time ago is that when things are going really well I'm you know I'm a beast but when things aren't going too well I can fall apart a little bit and you know I'm not the only person in the world who you know would fall into that category and um, I think we all have a little bit of that in us um so yeah no but look um, I'm excited for the future um I, I don't I don't I don't know my plan just yet um I actually had a bit of an argument with my dad about it yesterday and then I told him I had to go because I didn't want to argue with my dad and we were we were getting into an argument over I I fancied New York half marathon which is five weeks before Boston and he fancied world half and so we were getting into a tussle and I just said look I'm, I'm going because I don't want us to argue here about something that's not worth arguing and then he rightly pointed out I'll probably change my mind in a couple of weeks time and I probably will so it was it would have been a pointless argument um but I will, I will figure that out. I will have a think about it. Boston is definitely a go. Um, I'm really excited about Boston. It's the first time I get to just race without Olympics and pressure and times. And I just get to race in an absolutely awesome city. Um, and the last time I went to Boston, I really struggled. By the way, I'm three for three in Houston for PBs. 63, 17, 214.30. And now 2.11.52. That's pretty exciting. But I'm late for physio. I can see that I started this at 10.41. And it's 22 minutes long, which means I'm three minutes late. Um, but at least I'm here. Um, but yeah, look, I'll catch up with you again starting next week. Bye, bye, bye.